podcast, Living Life and Love. I'm your host, Mark Braxton from Raleigh, North Carolina. BitFriends is a national vitiligo support community founded by Valerie Molyneux. For more information about BitFriends, you can visit us at www.bitfriends.org or you can call us at 844-374-3639. BitFriends podcast is sponsored by My Vitiligo Team. Welcome to Living Life in Love. I'm your host, Mark Braxton from Raleigh, North Carolina. Today's show, I'd like to welcome back Maurice. Welcome back, sir. How are you? Man, Mark, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. Now, hey, I, I'm kicking it too, but um, let, let's, let's, for our listeners, I know you're like, gosh, they're back again. Yes, we are back again. There's some things we need to talk about, some experiences that I'm having that I want to address and talk about in the school system. Um, Maurice, you're in Charlotte. I'm here in yes. Raleigh. And for the past couple of weeks or so, we've been experiencing lockdowns. Um, I don't know what's happening in Charlotte, but I can say in Raleigh, it seems at least three or four days. Oh, wow. And it's, and it's crazy. Um, not just that, you know, I think about the lockdowns. You know, we had a discussion about the child that shot the teacher in Virginia, you know, we've been trying to figure out, you know, what would lead a child to do that to his teacher, you know. Um, Even in my school, we look at our youth and how angry they are. And that's kind of what I want to really, really talk about, because, you know, we talk about the ACEs and childhood trauma and things. Yeah. And what I'm seeing, and and I want to say particularly in our little boys, I, I see angry five six seven year olds and i'm thinking back to my childhood if i was angry at five six or seven i was mad because my cartoon went off that was it yeah you know and because i can't be the level on a video game well i ain't have video games you know i mean well we had atari eventually but still you know it's a little different okay okay okay. (laughs) right right little age gap yeah like I was mad because I had to come back inside. You know, no, I want to stay outside a little bit longer. But Fair enough. It, it was different. But I'm thinking, you know, I, I look at, and I, I guess I try to process when I grew up versus the age and time the kids are growing up. We didn't have access to information, you know, yeah. 24-7. If something happened, we may have never heard about it as a child unless we watched the news with our parents, unless they mentioned it or talked about it. But now... With everything that happens, it's instant for our kids. Um, I was talking to a group of kids the other day, and one was telling me about a gentleman, some man he saw online was trying to bust out a police car window. And I'm thinking, man, you know, these kids see it instantly. When something happens, it's out there. And I try to process, you know, how does that, what they're seeing and feeling and witnessing, how is that truly impacting them at school? Because these kids are mad. They're angry. And it and it's really, I guess it bothers me because I'm trying to figure out how can I best serve them and help them. Yeah, man, that's a that is that is a that is a wonderful question. It's a and it's a great, a great way to kind of open this this thought process up, man. And you know, one of the things that I've I've really been really focusing on with children adolescents and parents alike is the innocence of our children right right i think you know i i i made this analogy um maybe earlier this week but i said to someone i said you know our generation and i was speaking about you know post baby boomers specifically um we come from a generation where the baby boomers were off to work and we were a bunch of latchkey kids came after that right um, and so our parents weren't there. So we, we grew up fast and we, we gained the independence and that kind of deal. And um, I think the world, at least in, in culturally speaking, it was a, a, a tone was set for us to be independent, but have enough uh, ma- uh, maturity to make sure that the chicken was out. You know, or the freezer, you know, saying thawed out. So when mom and dad came home or whatever, or the, the 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 chores were done before you went outside and the homework was done. And 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 I think our generation was also hushed a lot. You don't right. have an opinion, you don't have a voice, you're not old enough to be somebody on your nerves, you're not old enough to have nerves. 
what you talking about your feelings you know right, and right. so we were hushed a lot and so our generation you know the generation before us taught you told us hey go be independent be mature you know handle your business and don't worry about it you got it and then us we were like hold on man you know we want our children to to have a voice to right. not come not you know it doesn't matter if it's an adult or a child you know respect isn't isn't given it's earned now like like we were taught like you just give respect just because right and now it's like it's earned and so everyone has an opinion um and so children are engaging in conversations um that honestly takes away their innocence it takes away their ability to think logically because when you start again you know when you start talking about brain development and that kind of deal right. you know, some of those things don't even happen where you can you can understand what you're even saying what you're talking about until later on in life and so when you get a six-year-old you know talking about you know busting out a police window like that's just that's absolutely bizarre because this six-year-old has no attachment to the reality of how severe of an right. action and the consequences that become that because now it's like oh, okay yeah the cops shouldn't have did whatever they did and they bust the window out right but that's, right. that's not exactly how that works right and so our generation you know are is partially responsible the parents of today are is so much responsibility on us making sure that we we balance what the idea of innocence versus maturation what do you prepare your children for while also protecting them from the things of the world so i mean i was i was talking about that earlier this week man so I'm sorry to go on that little rant but I no no that's that's good man in that you know yeah um because that's what it is it is the the innocence of the child has been taken away when yeah. i look at some of the kids because with my job at school i am the intervention person you know when there's a situation they call mr b mr b yeah. has down there i see this kid as mad he's kicking he's throwing he's not even talking he's not even using words it's <clears throat> and i'm mm. like no where did the caveman talk come in you know i now tell kids i don't understand that but when you're ready to have a conversation we can sit down and talk when you're ready and i'll give them a chance to you know kind of get it together i'll sit down and kind of get on their level and but some of these kids are so it's so much anger i see i mean i'm like wow where's that coming from and you can feel it on them like yeah and, and not just that they're screaming they're running and you know i was like yo what, what what's happening what, what's really happening um and i would say in like i could speak on my on behalf of my school like it started and as i told you earlier before we started recording friday the 13th yeah was a crazy day for us and it has not stopped it has ramped up to the point where it's almost every day we're getting back to back to back to back calls and I'm like, wow, how can we change this? You know, what do we need to do differently to give our students the support? And I say we, not just the school system. Right. I'm talking about across the board, parents, you know, colleagues, friends, neighbors. What are we? There's something we are missing. And our kids are missing it. And we can need to figure that out because if not, we're going to lose our kids to a whole lot of bad things. And I don't want this. I don't want that to happen. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, it's and, and another dope thing for me that happened um, at the time of this recording this this, this morning, I was um, I facilitated a panel discussion. Um, there was a judge, the director of a major health um, hospital here in Charlotte, um, a um, director of um, a, a school system. Um, there was a, a nonprofit organization involved that does uh work within the community especially around um the lgbtq community and the youth of, of that community and there was another panelist who was an intake coordinator for programs across the board for youth right Correct. um and so that was a nice systematic approach to this panel and then there were there were uh, community members from all all walks of life right whether it was a school system or the health system or profit for-profit sector non-profit sector and we all came together in this room and we were talking about so many different things but one of the biggest takeaways that i had today was as a system it's important for us to be holistic in our approach right, right? so i love the fact that you said when 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 you say we i'm not just talking about the school i'm talking about everybody involved right, right and i think right. that we all have to understand that we play a role whether we want to or not it kind of reminds me of the 90s when um 
rappers specifically speaking, because I'm, I'm I'm a hip hop guy I'm <laughs> from the rap era, from the rap culture, urban right. culture, black culture. You know, a, a sect of black culture. Let me not let me not just marginalize us to that. But um, rappers would be like, I'm not. What I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a. Um, I'm not a hero, you know what I'm saying? I'm just out here living my life. If they right, choose right. to follow behind me, da 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 And then athletes started saying it, right? And then it was a, a, a consciousness movement that came going, you know what, guys? We actually do have influence. Yeah. We do We do need to be mindful of what we do. These kids are looking at us. These kids are listening to us. It's like one of my favorite rappers, his name is D1. Um, he's a, a hip-hop artist. Well, he's a Christian hip-hop artist. But um, he, he has a, um, he used to be a teacher. He was an educator. He's out of New Orleans. He used to be an educator and he got into doing music. And on one of his albums, he was explaining to um, this kid that was in his car. And I want to say it was his nephew, but he was explaining to his nephew, like, well, I was going to, I wanted to be a teacher and I loved what I did, but I also recognized I wanted to influence the youth. And I had to ask myself, what's going to be more influential? Who are they listening to? Are they listening to their teacher or are they listening to their favorite hip hop artist? And so I decided to chase music. Right. And so, um, it's just one of those things where you recognize you have influence being able to use that influence. And and I love the idea that influence doesn't have to be, you know, you're the principal or you're the teacher or you're the, you know, the head, whatever of whatever department. You could literally be the janitor. You could literally be the, the bus driver assistant. You could be the guy holding the flag at, yeah. at a construction site to see kids walking by every day and just your just a simple hello. Just a simple, hey, guys, watch your language, you know, and I think that's that's really dope. But on the flip side of that same coin, again, these these now mature conversation that children are having, somebody try to correct them. Mm-hmm. Right. It can turn very disastrous very quickly. Um, and, and without proper training, you know, it could turn into a whole power struggle. I've seen it too many times where Absolutely. in the hallway you go. Hey kids, you know, stop running and you know, you know, keep your, your conversations quiet. Who you? You ain't no teacher. Shut up. Who you talking to? Yes. Like, wow. And if you say anything to them, then they go to their parent and and instead mm-hmm. of parent, see this is you know no disrespect to my parents, but parents are known to call up to the school. Hey, what's going on? Who did mm-hmm. this? Instead of again in in previous generations, it was, hey, Mr. Smith, Miss Smith, Mr. B. Um, Johnny tells me that X, Y, and Z is going on. Can you, you know, can we sit down and, you know, can we understand what's going on right. now? Instead of that answer from parents, we get, well, who are you to tell my child to sit down? Right. Well, Absolutely. Actually, I told all the children to sit down and your child decided to stay standing and get loud. And now you're yelling at me, which kind of shows me exactly where your child gets it from. Absolutely. So I can't say that on the phone. <laughs> Otherwise, now, now it's going to escalate and you, and it becomes a whole nother. So anyway, again, <laughs> the, the power of influence. And I think we all have a responsibility to one another as as people, but specifically to influence the youth on how to have just regular conversation, how to how to interact with one another, how to be respectful of one another. And again, have that humility um, of, of, of just being a person. Absolutely. Uh, you know, it, it, it made me laugh for a second because. Um, like at my school. Sometimes they, I, I'm gonna put it put it real. They see me as the school popo. Oh yeah. Here comes, here comes Mr. B. You must be in trouble. But I try to explain to the kids. I said, look, if I'm coming down to see you, I'm coming down to have a conversation. Yeah. You're not in trouble. I need to figure out what's going on. If I can help you out in any way, if I can't help you, who can? You know. Um, right. And sometimes it's simple stuff. You know, a child's crying. Talk to a little girl. She's crying and screaming. What's going on? I miss my mommy. Oh, word. Okay, I get it now. You know, and I explained to her, I said, you know, we all miss our loved ones. We have people that we really care for, dear, and we miss them at times. I said, but make sure you let your teacher know because she needs to know why you're crying and screaming. And if you didn't share that with her, she can't help you. I said, but how about this? Let's go back in, do your work, and then you can draw a picture for your mom and give it to her when you see her later. She said, okay. Boom. That's off. Yeah. But down the hall, we got the little kid, you know, one of the little boys. He mad. He kicking stuff. He punches stuff. He's not talking. He, you know, he's trying to run. Like, where are you going? You know, but he's not talking. So I don't know how to help him yet. Right. Then finally, you know, you find out he missed the problem on the test. Mm. Ten problems. He got nine of them right. Missed one. Boom. He lost it. Yeah. 
And, you know, and I'm trying to think, I said, man, he's a perfectionist. And I'm wondering, was that the pressure from home? You better not miss any of your problems or this may happen. Yeah. What was that? You know, I, we don't know. I'm just just on yeah, that as an know. example. It could be. But we try to get him to see you miss one, but you got nine. Right. Nine yeah. is the bigger number, you yeah. know, and your reaction to missing one. Is that really equivalent to it? You know? Yeah. But I I go back to something you said about the influences that mm-hmm. our kids are looking at, like whether it's the rapper, whether it's the basketball star, which. Honestly, most of our kids look at rappers and basketball stars, especially our boys. Well, well, well I got I, I'm gonna slightly interject because okay. this new generation of, mm, of, of, of influence is social media. Yeah, you let know, me back up. You're right. Anything. This new social media influence is like, oh, they got a million followers. What do you're they absolutely do? right. You're absolutely right. I'm glad I'm glad you corrected me on that because I, I had that conversation. They mentioned somebody and I had no idea who they were talking about, somebody on YouTube. They follow all those people on YouTube. Um, yes. um, I know one of them was the Jake Paul guy who's boxing now. You know, yeah. kids followed him. And then there's some this person over here, which most of us over a certain age, we probably don't know these people at all. But the kids yeah. do. Yeah. And they tend to follow their behavior, whatever it is. Yep. You know, if it's that person that they're playing video games and they get out, they lose a the game, they start cussing and fussing, kids are gonna do it. Oh yeah. Um and I, I have seen a few, um, I guess, internet videos and child's watching in class. What's that? And the person is just cussing. And I'm like, yo, you can't yeah. listen to that in school. No, 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 that goes away. And they're like, but this is what I listen to. Now I get it. Now yeah. I get why yeah. you're cussing. But, you know, my mindset went to the whole thing of basketball, you know, um, rapper. But I don't think the kids listen to the music like we did. No, um, no, absolutely not. Our, you know, our mu- music was us because I think that's all we really had. We had music. We didn't really have TV like that because one of us, so many shows on. We had our sports, you know, and then later came, you know, trickled in the internet and started introducing us to a few things. But we still didn't have social media. Oh no! So it was none of this. Oh, let me go online and see who's doing what. No, it was still who we could see on TV or listen to. Right. Or whose video we can watch. Right. Right. Wow. Uh, you know, I just think about that. And and we were like that to a certain extent. We will follow what, you know, let's be honest, what Biggie, Tupac, oh, Jay-Z. Oh, and, I mean, I was a big Wu-Tang, you know, so we follow those things they did, you know. But absolutely. this generation, I'm going to be honest, I worked in the school system for a long time, never seen kids so angry. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you another piece of it, another component that I think it is, and I and and I, I don't mm-hmm. I don't I don't want your listeners to get upset with me when I say no this. no. And let me say this real quick to our listeners: we're talking, we're sharing. You know, um, I'm sharing verse verse. Uh, I guess based on my experiences, and Maurice is sharing based on the work that you do, and we're kind of yeah. we're talking. And to me, I hope that for our listeners. This opens up a conversation that you can have with somebody in your neighborhood, at home, church, whatever, because I think we need to have more conversations about what we're talking about. Yeah. So 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 I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to preface what I'm going to say with uh, a story from my real life experience. So I was working at a company and one of the young ladies who worked there had a son with special needs. So he's Mm -hmm. always going to need care 24 seven. 365 for the rest of his life. He's always going to need have, have, have needs. And so she was talking to her older son who doesn't have special needs, but was getting in trouble. And he actually, she had just came home from prison a year before him, before he went in. And so, you know, she was saying to him, Hey, the problem is you think you're special. You're not special. None of us, you know, who's special, your little brother, he's special because he's always going to need help. People like that, those people are special, but you and I, we're regular people. And so I, I say that to say this. I think that we've we've created a monster in personalities to make everybody think that they're special. Yes. And have and deserve special permissions and recognitions and wiggle room. And I can do this and I can do that because I'm special. Right. Right. And it's not it's not true. And then when they find out they're not as special as they thought they were. I think that 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 has 
a, a lot of influence on the anger that comes out. Right. right. And, and you know where it comes from. <laughs> it, it comes from it comes from Eurocentric ideology. Hmm. <laughs> like. Just keeping it a book. There are things that white people can do in America right. that black people cannot do. And I think when we start talking about our youth, especially our young men of color, our young women of color, when you when they start to recognize, like, oh wait, I thought it was, I did, I thought it wasn't an issue. I thought race wasn't an issue. I thought, right. I thought that me and my friends were equal. But when they start noticing that they're being treated differently, right? When they start seeing that the things that their peer groups are doing, they can get a wait. I, they they over there having a party. Why can't we also have a party, right? And again, I think I think that they're gathered on the other side of the basketball court. Why can't we gather on this on this side of the basketball court? Right. And you start seeing these different things kind of playing out. The, I, again, I think this is another piece of why there's anger in our youth, why there is um, just discourse. And in, 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 in especially in black and brown communities. Right. Right. And, and you know, I'm, I'm going to agree with you. Um, because even if as a child, let's say if I'm sitting at home with my mom, dad, cousin, whoever, mm-hmm. I turn on the TV, I see another black man or woman being killed. Yeah. I turn on the TV, I'm seeing another black man or woman being sent to jail. Yeah. I turn on the TV, somebody's being accused of doing this, accused of doing that. Yeah. After a while, it gets into them because they know, well, I'm black. Yeah. So does that mean that's my path? That's where I'm yeah. going? Or I'm angry because, you know, this gentleman on TV was killed, but my uncle was killed the same way. Or my and brother. Nobody said, nobody said nothing. Right, right. So these kids carry that with them. Um, and, and when I see that at school, you know, I know I can't fix that. But right. what I can do is try to provide some type of comfort for them. You know, yeah. And, and, and the particular boys, when they're upset and crying and, and feeling a certain way, I try to let them know it's okay. Get it out. Yeah. You know, it's okay for you to cry. It's okay for you to have feelings. It's okay Absolutely. for you to have emotions or to be scared or whatever. Those things are natural, you know, but it's what you do with it in that moment. You know, if you allow all those things to compile next thing you know, you're trying to knock the windows out of the school. Now it's a problem. You know, yeah. but if I can get you to sit and talk with me, we can have a conversation. Um, had a child. Uh, he got in trouble. <laughs> this little buddy. It, it, it was a silly argument. Fifth graders. And I sat them both down. We're having a conversation. And the kid said, well, you know, Mr. B, you wouldn't understand because you don't have problems like me. You don't have problems like this. And you don't have this and this. this, this. I said, look, let me I said, let me explain something to you. I said. Every and the school I work at is predominantly black and Latino. I said, every person in this building has some type of problem or challenge. They may not all be the same, but we all go home to something, whether it's an ill parent or whether it's um, I don't have enough money to pay for this or whether I'm ill myself or I'm frustrated or going through, you know, some type of family issues. I said, we all have issues and problems, but it's what we do with it. Yeah. I said, you're sitting in school not wanting to do your work because you're saying you have all these issues and problems. And guess what? That child next to you have the same thing. They're still doing yeah. their work. I said, they made a choice. Yeah. They didn't let what was happening at home interfere with what they had to do at school. Now, now, I did say to him, I said, look, but if you need to talk about these things, guess what? Come and talk to me. Simple. Right. I said, because we all need to talk about it. I said, we got problems. I said, you think the adults don't have problems sitting in here? I said, we still have to come and teach, but we got, we got some issues too, buddy. I said, don't think we don't. And then, yeah. they, But then he tried to hit me with this one. But you wouldn't understand because I'm short. Man, yeah. what does that have to do with anything? I'm like, I, was like, I was like, come on, dude. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're short. Man. Oh, but, man. But, but, but I, I'm like, uh, okay, I get it, man. I get it. Um, but I wanted him to understand that, you know, if you're a human being on this planet, you're going to have issues and problems. And then Absolutely. if you're a person of color, you're going to have some other issues on top of that. I Absolutely. said, it, it, things that, as we always talk about, we want things to be fair or equal. Mm-mm. No. It's con- 
I'm sorry, let's be real. This country doesn't quite see things like that. You know, we we want things to be that way. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I want to be able to stand outside with my friends and sit around and be silly and have a conversation. We can't do that. We got to keep it moving. Yeah. Yeah. And if yeah. we don't move on our own, somebody else is going to move us. Oh, absolutely. They're they going to come by and say, y'all can't stand around. But they, y'all can't. It's the reality. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a real thing, man. It's a real yeah. thing, and I and I love that you um, took time with this with with this young man, and I and I know this is just one example, but and I'm sure you do this on the regular, but letting letting young men specifically know that it's okay to have feelings. Oh yeah, there's no yeah. such things as as a good feeling or a bad feeling. I love that. You know, it's not about it's not about the feeling that you have. It's about your response to that feeling. Right? It's not about the emotion. There's no good emotion, bad emotion. It is your response to that. It's the behavior. It is what you carry out afterwards. And and similar, I love that you talked about this young man because I have adults. I have adults that I see in outpatient therapy who are dealing with different things. And they go, well, nobody, they, they work in whatever industry and they go, well, nobody around me has the same problems I have. And not for nothing, I know people that work in the industry and I, I may or may not know people who work with them as their colleagues their colleagues right, who are right. struggling with similar type situations yeah. and it's like it's interesting when you when 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 you don't build community right right when you don't build community when you don't allow yourself to be vulnerable and build community you think that you are on this island by yourself right right and really what ends up happening when you build community you find that there's a lot more people on the same island as you, or they may be on different islands, but floating in the same direction, the same pattern, the same, like you are, you truly, there, there's, there's a limited amount of people who are isolated on an island and truly are on their own island. Right. 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 Like I'd, I'd imagine some of the most extreme situations and cases. Yes. Islands. Sure. But the majority of people are on islands because they choose to be so. Right. Right. It, it, look, I'm gonna be honest. I was one. I put myself on the island just because of my skin condition, and I was like, "It's just me." No, it's not. There's more people out there with with the same condition or other conditions. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm not on the island by myself, but that's something <laughs> I had to recognize through community, being around other people, and recognizing that. Um, and and, and one thing I've really tried to when I talk to the kids and let them know it, it's okay to um give somebody a hug you know oh, i know a lot of times we go no nah, we don't hug we don't hug I'm like look sometimes that's what we need for that time for that moment that helps yeah. us get through it you know even yeah. when did i'm you walking see the, did you see that on social media recently no oh man listen <laughs> my wife my wife sent me an article uh, uh, uh instagram or whatever it was um i think yeah was, i'm sure it was on instagram but it was it was a it was a group of black men in a school and the dude, one of the men asked a student, hey, has your father ever hugged you or told you he loved you? And the dude said right. no. And all of a sudden, all the men that were a part of that organization was just like, yo, who want to hug? Oh, and they wow. just and, and these young dudes, man, just came and just and just that embrace from a man. Like, bro, I, listen, I tell my friends all the time, if you need a hug, I'm going to hug you, bro. And I'm going to uncomfortably hug you. I'm going to hug you like your grandma <laughs> would hug you. And you're going to be like, but you're not my grandma. Exactly. But you need to understand you don't got to wait on grandma to hug you. Right. And grandma might not be around no more. So who you going to wait on to give you that hug, bro? If you need a hug, I'm here. Yeah. And, and that's what I, I'm starting to establish with, with our kids. Um, I have, think about one student in particular, um, not to give away too many details, but that's what he needs. He said that I need a hug. And he asked me, can you give me a hug? I said, yes, come in, man. You know, and I gave him a hug. But then today, it was was it today? Yeah, it was today. Walking out of the no, it wasn't today. It was yesterday. Walking out of the cafeteria it was crazy. The whole day was crazy. I'm running, chasing kids all day. I'm tired. I'm I'm done with this, you know. And I'm walking out of the cafeteria, and he saw me. And then something else was happening at that moment. I'm like, oh come on. So diffuse this crazy situation. He walks up to me. He's, he looks at me. He says, "Come in," <laughs> and he gives me a hug. And I was Let's like. Go. Dang. But that's what I needed. I told him, thank yeah. you. And then a couple other little boys walked up and gave me a hug. I'm like, that's what I needed. You know, yeah. it's not always about me giving them for once. I needed that, you know. And what's dope is 
you were able to teach them that it was okay. Right. And because you taught them it was okay, they didn't feel weird. They didn't feel awkward. They right. didn't pick right. on you for hugging you. They didn't pick on you for needing a hug. Like, how dope is that? Because a lot of times, especially for our young men of color, right, right, because something seems weird or quote unquote gay, it's right, like right. you're not gonna do it. And it's like, bro, it's a hug. Yeah, and, a and that's the thing. That's why I explained to our kids. I said, y'all don't understand when you hug someone, it takes sometimes it takes all that gunk and mess off of them. And I'm not talking about no, ooh, we getting all no, none of that mess. You know, I'm talking about a genuine hug that says you're safe. You're, oh, I care on. for you. You know, let's go, man. Yeah. I, I, yeah. And, and to me, that's what is a breakthrough. I saw that today. I had a kid, another kid. Walking up, he was angry. I could see it. I'm like, man, it's the end of the day. You about to go home and you mad. All I said was, come here. I said, come here. Didn't say anything. You know, he just, he he embraced my arms. I said, you're going to be okay. He said, yes. I said, okay. You have a great weekend. Whatever it is, let it go. And it was probably simple. Like, he gets upset if he can't have extra recess. Dude, we about to go home. School's over. Yeah, got recess all weekend, bro. <laughs> you know that's right. But I, I, I'm starting to recognize, even for myself, because you know the man. Sometimes you're like, yeah, I gotta be a man, so I'm gonna be tough. And all. no, no, there are times you gotta let that that vulnerability show, because our boys need to be able to see men being men and able to hug other people to yeah. show emotions and feelings. And <laughs> and I say that men being men, because you know a lot of times we think being a man is nah, nah, nah. And, and we suffered in the inside, like, oh, I need that attention, but I'm too tough to, to show somebody that. Nah, that's a fact. Man, let that stuff go. And I think, honestly, that's what some of our issues are with our little boys. You know, there's they, they hold all this toughness in. Everybody got to be tough. Everybody got to have Tims and Jays on, and, and they, they walking with the big clothes and trying to walk with a bop and all this. And I'm like, yo, just be a kid. Come on, man. Yeah. You I, I pulled one aside. We having a conversation. I said, let's talk. He said, about what? I said, what are you going to talk about? He said, can I talk about Power Rangers? Do it. Let's talk about it. I don't want to talk about yeah. nothing else. Let's talk Power Rangers. You know, and for him, he was like, for real? I said, yes. That's what you want to talk about. Be a kid. I want you to be a kid right now. You know, don't be no little adult. Boy, you're seven. You got yeah. time to be an adult. You got plenty of time to get there. You know, it yeah. is. Yeah. I'm telling you, Maurice, it, it it's. It's so crazy. And I'm going to share one more story that I want to ask about parents and what yes. what can parents and the adults do to help out with this? You know, we have one kid just angry. He, he in kindergarten. He bopped somebody already. Pow. You know, and I'm sitting there like, man, how are we going to address this? So I just sat for a while. Me and uh, the other guy working. We sat. Kid looking around like, you ain't going to say nothing. I'm processing like, how do we address this? Because yeah automatically he figured out I'm in trouble because I hit somebody and I got to talk to these two guys. But I said to him, I said, okay, let, let's talk. I said, you punch somebody. I know that. And he said, I said, why? He said, I don't know. I said, you don't know why you punched him. I said, was he doing his work? He said, yeah. So were you doing your work? No. I said, maybe you punched him because he's doing his work. He's doing the right thing. And you upset about that, but he really couldn't give me an answer. But, I said, okay, let's talk about something else. Let's talk about the importance of an apology. I said, I don't don't want to talk about what you did. Let's talk about why it's important to apologize to people. And I read this book to him. And as I'm reading, every time the word apologize came up, he had to say it. And I wanted him to understand the power of that word and to mean it. The mean, make sure you mean what you say when you go to apologize to someone. I told him, I said, because there are people right now that are grown adults and grandparents that are still dealing with something somebody said 40, 50, 60 years ago, and they're still hurt from it because the person never apologized. I said, think about that, the power of apology. I said, that child you hit. I said, if you don't apologize to him, he may live with that for a long time that this kid just punched me for no reason. And he could be fearful for the rest of his life. I said, but you can change that. You have the power to change that through your words, through an apology. Man, by the time we finished with this kid, his eyes had started welling up and he started, little tears started dropping. And I said, not to hurt his feelings or anything, but I want him to understand, you know, we got to show love to people, you know? And I asked him this question. I said, has anybody ever apologized to you for anything? He said, no. 
I said, no brother, sibling, nobody ever apologized for anything they've done to you? He said, no. I said, well, we're going to take this opportunity right now to apologize for anything that's ever happened to you. We didn't do it, but we're still going to apologize. We want you to know that it's okay to hear those things. It, different kids say, that was yesterday. Different kid today. Um, I think what he needed was to show love and compassion. You know, he didn't he didn't need to see us as what I said, the school po and they pulled me aside about to have me him. No, no, let's talk. And that's my whole MO at the school. Let's talk. Let's have a conversation. Cause we need to have it. I don't think we talk enough to our kids. I agree. And I yeah. and that and that's a that's a perfect segue into one of the tools that I want to talk about. And Absolutely. that's something as simple as dinner conversations. There it is. Right. Like I I am a holistic believer in the idea of family sitting together during dinner time. Uh, and whenever I'm home, because I, I work late sometimes, but whenever I'm home, for me, it's important to sit at the table with my children and eat. Sit, right. sit at the table with my wife and eat. The kids are done. Great kids. Y'all go ahead on. Me and my wife will sit at the table. And I think that's right. I think that's important because in those moments when you're sitting at the table, you're just kind of taking each other's energy in. You're, you're taking the temperature of their life. You're, I mean, and, and there's so much that can happen in those moments. And a lot of people think like, oh man, I'll, it's nothing to talk about. Great. Don't talk about anything. That's probably right. the only time you're ever going to be silent anyway. Otherwise you got all this extra, you know, you've been hyper stimulated by your telephone, mm-hmm. by your, you know, everything on your social media apps, everything in the, the television is on, turn the TV off, put your phone to the side, sit at the table with your family, your significant other, whatever that looks like. And even if y'all don't have anything to talk about, don't talk about anything. I can guarantee you eventually something will come up and you like, oh yeah, hey, I meant to tell you that right. you know my grandma been saying tell you tell you hey and she loved you all week and I just absolutely tell you that. like something's gonna come up right and then conversations happen but you can't have dinner you can't have dinner table conversations if nobody's at the dinner table absolutely absolutely that's not, not how that works yeah and I just had a um a, a presentation with kids uh, this week about communication the importance of being able to talk to each other to listen to have compassion, to make sure, you know, that you're being kind and all these things. I said, cause we, we don't, we don't do that enough. You know, um, even like you said, those quiet moments are very important. Yeah. Before I have a conversation with a child, we sit quietly. For one, I'm tired. Cause I had to run across the campus to go get a child. <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's for me. I'm like, okay, we're going to sit quietly. And they'd be like, no, 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 no. Just, just sit quietly. Just listen. And I let them sit. And I said, okay, are you ready to talk? I asked mm-hmm. him, are you ready to talk? And and sometimes they'll open up immediately. This is what happened. Blah, 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 blah. This is what I did. Okay, how can you fix it? Because I'm not going to fix it for you. How can you fix it? You know, I try to give them some ownership. So on that note, what else can parents do to help fix what's happening with their children, with the anger, with all these other things. You know, in all of the, 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 the things that we do, the one thing we have to recognize is that our children learn from what they see. Right. Right. right? Like that is a real, so again, I, I like practical tools, right? People are like, Oh, go dig into your bag of social work, go dig into your therapeutic. Bag. Listen, man, when, when push comes to shove and a parent, is doing 50 limb things. They don't have time to think about a therapeutic intervention. Right. Right. They like, what's something I can practically do. So something, two simple things. When you get upset, stop yourself from whatever your reaction would be. Turn to your child and have a conversation with them. Show them that, that in the moment, in the heat of the moment, you can explain to them, Hey, I'm really upset right now. And you are aggravating me. Like literally I am like, I was upset about this, but now I'm upset with you because right. you know I'm upset and you don't even care. You're so self-involved and want me to answer your question about ice cream that you won't give me a second. I, I've, I've asked you 10 times, hey, give me, give me a minute. Hey, give me a minute. I'm trying to take it. Okay, you know what? You want my attention? Now you got it. So I'm going to tell you what's going on. This 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 going on and you might not give it to them in detail about everything that's going on, but you right. tell them, hey, you're upsetting me. This is what's happening, and I need you to give me five minutes, right? And then you you say, I am really upset, and I am really angry, and I right. feel like 
kicking the kicking the door down. I feel like throwing the refrigerator through the ceiling. I feel like doing all that, but instead of acting out, I'm trying to remain calm and I'm even having a conversation with you about how I feel. Absolutely. Right. So even 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 without going into a whole therapeutic bag, right? Just as a parent having the wherewithal to go, you know what? Let me not spash, let me talk to them and let me share what I'm feeling. Right. Because then what it does, a couple of things. One, it lets you as a parent say stuff to your child where your child is able to hear, but you're able to receive, like, wow, my child knows that I get mad. My child, like, right. I'm not just saying this to them because they're in trouble and they having a bad moment. I go, and I, you know, I'm being the saver, the, the, the captain saver kid, you know, and I'm like, right. oh, you know, I get mad too, son. I understand. No, 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 I'm in my moment being right. mad. Right. So you get to see me right now being mad. Telling you I'm mad, and you're going, oh, well, you handled it pretty well, Dad. Uh, right, right. And that's the other part to it, right? The kid goes, oh, so you can be mad, you can want to fight, and you can still compose yourself and not go that way. That's a thing. Absolutely. Like, nah. Everybody else said when you get mad, you're supposed to flip the table. Right. Like, no, I can. As son, I can tell you, I want to flip this table, and I'm strong enough to do it. But I'm I'm restraining myself because I am a I'm a man. And manhood don't mean just be out of control. Right. Manhood talks about being able to be in control of oneself. So as angry as I am and as much as I want to flip the table over, I want to show you restraint. I want to show you that it's okay to be angry and not behave like the Incredible Hulk. Absolutely. And, and so, you know, that's, that's another one. <laughs> Again, just practical. And what I tell the kids too, just because you hear the words and you know what they mean, don't always say or repeat what adults say. Yeah. I say, because these kids know the difference between what's right and wrong. I said, oh, if you hear an adult say something that's inappropriate, don't repeat it at school. Um, Because we have we have some young cursors. Yeah, they, they, yeah. Will, they will drop it all. They know all the words. They might not know how to spell them. They know how to say them, though. You know? real, real, co- real, real colorful with their descriptors. Absolutely. But, but I, I try to, like when I address a child, and, and that's a tool that I think our parents can use. Get yourself together first. Make sure you're calm. You know, because in the heat of the moment, sometimes as people, we say the first thing we think, and it's not oh, always yes. good. Oh, yes. So make sure you check yourself first. Yeah. Um, and, and I love that. Let me let me just interject. Yes. That piece. So one thing that I talk to couples about specifically is is having a, a safe word when they need a break. Right. And, and, and the way that I explain it to them is anybody can say the safe word at any point. Right. But before you say the safe word and before you implement the safe word, you have to have rules around what that safe word means. So if the safe word is Canada. Right. Then you need to have a conversation in your downtime about what does it mean when you say the word Canada? You can't just say the word Canada and then all of a sudden everything's supposed to just go away and then you wake <laughs> up tomorrow and you just go about your day. No, nah. if you say the safe word, that means that you have a pre-existing amount of time right. that you are going to take a break from one another, from the situation, mm-hmm. whatever that timeout space is. And then you come back. And I, I always get this. Well, Maurice, what if I'm not ready to come back after that five minutes or 10 minutes? Say, hey. I need five more minutes. Yeah. I didn't quite get it together, but I'm going to be very intentional with this next five minutes. And no, you cannot continue to say, I need five minutes every five minutes. <laughs> right. you, have to, you have to be dedicated to coming back together. And so I, I would encourage parents as another tool, this is more therapeutic than anything else, than practical, because you have to be intentional to say, hey, Canada, right. your child has to be willing to go, okay, Canada means let me let me chill too. Right. And so it takes a lot of maturity to do that. So I don't necessarily know that that's for every parent. Right. 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 And I think, again, that comes from dinner table conversation. Absolutely. Right. You say, hey, you know, I noticed that we get really upset with each other and we need to implement some type of we, we're going to use a safe word. I heard this on a podcast. We're going to implement a safe word for us to take a five minute pause. But we're going to come back in five minutes here. I'm going to set my timer. You have a phone. You have a phone. You have a phone. Everybody set your timer to five minutes. And in five minutes, we're going to come back together at the same space or at a designated space. And we're going to continue the conversation. Right now to go with that. The second thing that I teach is. The one, one, one conversation and people like one, one, one. 
the one 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 conversation is you take a one minute and you get to say whatever you want and i be quiet right because you know communication people talk about communication having two parts i teach that communication has three parts right it's the listening it's the talking and then it's the understanding by action of what happens later right so communication has three parts so the one minute i talk then there's one minute of, of silence and then there's one minute you talk and then there's a one minute of silence and then there's a one minute i talk and we can do this all if we need to do this for five hours sure nobody <laughs> wants to do it for five hours right because eventually in your one minute time you're not going to say everything like it's, it, it 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 becomes you have you have space to resolve you have right. space to process you have space to say things you can take notes whatever that looks like right but th- those one 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 conversations allow for space in between interruption you can get your complete thoughts out and so again two more therapeutic tools that align with the practical dinner conversation or the practical hey we need to take a break kind of thing um are two other tools that that i i, I would encourage absolutely and you know I, i'm laughing I, I use something similar. So I carry Milwaukee talking on me. But when I have kids that I need to have a conversation with, say I got my two fellas or so, or boy, girl, doesn't matter, two students, and I'm trying to intervene to figure out what's happening. I tell them up front, I'm going to talk into my walkie talkie. Do not press the button. All I'm going to do, I'm going to speak. It's in front of me. When I'm done, I'm moving to the next person. Mm. You don't have to touch it. But that's your turn to speak. I do not interrupt that person. Do you understand? Everybody's cool with the rules. Good. And I'll say what I need to say. And usually it's brief. What happened? Give it yeah. to the next person. I'm like, oh, don't say anything. They have the walkie. Yep. That person talks. Are you done? Yes. Give it to the next person. Yeah. And then once they're done, they give it back to me. And I'll sit there and I'm like, okay. Because that gives me time to process as I'm listening to both stories. Yeah. How I'm going to proceed, you know, yeah. and and like I said, most times with the kids, it's something silly, something simple. You know, yeah. they looked at me wrong. OK, good. What? People look at you all the time. I mean, you know, but um, but even in those serious conversations, if it's a one on one, I do the same thing. I'll take my walkie off. I'll talk into I'll turn make sure it's turned off. I talk first, give it to the child. They talk. And that's just a great way to control the conversation. You know, parents could do that at home, whether it's. I don't know, game controller, whatever it is you have. It's my yeah. turn to talk. You don't say anything. Now it's the next person. Um, even if, as frat, and I know you and I are frat, what we used to do in our meetings, because, you know, meetings sometimes get out of control, you know. Oh, yeah. Get, they'd be very passionate about things. Yeah. We said, oh, yeah. okay, this is how we're going to do it. If you have the paddle, you're the only one that can speak. Everybody else has to be quiet. Yeah. And you wait till it's passed to you. Yeah. And it's amazing how well that keeps order. Yeah. You know, because we knew I, I don't have this. I can't say anything. But once you get it, you can say what you want to say. And then once yeah. you're done, pass it on. And again, you know what that does, though, Mark? That that takes us back to learn behavior. Right? right. And when you create the expectation that this is the standard. Right. When you when you stay steadfast to the standard, it you don't have to you don't you 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 read you reiterate the rules every time you do this with somebody, right? But if if a kid comes into your office that's been in your office before and you pull out that walkie-talkie, they're already preparing themselves to go, oh, he about to do that walkie-talkie thing where yep. you can't talk unless you got it in front of you. Like, they already know what's happening. Absolutely. And, and so it's a learned behavior. So they learn to go, okay, you know what? Systematically, I got to wait. Yeah, and it's the, it's the it's the same thing. Parents can insta, in, implement or institute these same type of interventions. And I know that we're talking about like crisis stuff, right? But I'm gonna give another tool, a game that I play, um, with with families who struggle trying to talk. Mm-hmm. And it's simple. Almost every family I know got a deck of cards at their house, right? Yes. And if you don't, they a dollar. Go get you a deck of cards. <laughs> and right. what I do, and, and and most people remember this game. I declare war from. Mm-hmm. You know, oh yeah, yeah. I declare war. It's a simple game. If you got the bigger card, you win, right? Right. Simple. And so I tell parents, you can mix it up. Whoever got the lowest card, if it's if it's five of y'all, and whoever got the lowest card, they win. Whoever you know, and but the the winner. So what happens in this intervention is, let's say that they're. A, a, a mom and a daughter playing this game and the mom gets a jack and the, the daughter gets a queen the queen technically is the higher number the queen wins right? right so once the queen wins and this is again pre-established rules 
So the rule is whoever wins has to um, say something that they really appreciate about the other person. Cool. Right. So we playing cards and everybody want to win until you win and realize, oh, man, I got to say something nice about them. Right. 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 Or you say, well, whoever loses got to say something nice. Right. And so you do that for a couple of rounds. And then the next round might be um, whoever wins or whoever loses. Right. Has to say one thing they need from somebody else playing in order to be successful. Right. And then another round, you play that two or three rounds. Right. And then the next round may be one thing that I'd like for you to work on. Right. And then again, it's progressive and you having conversations and you're talking about things you want, things you need, intimate things that you like. I don't necessarily want to know. It's hard to talk about, but you end up having conversation. You have game night conversation. Mm -hmm. And before you know it, you know what I'm saying? Uh, 30 minutes to an hour done passed. And y'all done, y'all ain't y'all ain't argue, y'all ain't fussing, y'all ain't fighting. Absolutely. Laughing. You going, like, oh man, I didn't know you ain't like fish sticks. Like <laughs> whatever. Right. Um, and, and another tool. Again, just something. I simple. like that. I like that because I feel we don't always know each other. I'll, even if you're in the same household, kids, spouse, whatever. We don't always know each other until you do a game like that. And you be like, oh, I didn't know you like that. Well, guess what? You learned something new about me. Bro, I'm, I'm, again, I, I hate to interject the sidebar, man. I got a client. I kid you not. I've been seeing this woman for about seven months. And right before Christmas, I was talking to her about family activities, family interventions, things. She has one daughter in college, one daughter in high school. And I asked her, what, what did she do with her, her kids on the weekend? You know what I'm saying? Oh, well, my daughter's in college. So she, you know, when she, when she come home, we, you know, we might go shopping to be dinner or whatever, you know what I'm saying? We might go, you know, grab some food, whatever, whatever. I'm like, all right, cool. So, you know, what do they like to do? And she was like, I don't know. And I'm like, you, you're the, you're the only parent. They don't have, right. their dad never been involved. That kind of thing. like, you mean, it's, I said, you know what? Nah, Maurice, don't be like that. I said, well, I'll tell you what, what what do your daughter like watching on TV or is she more of a phone, tablet, computer person? And she was like, well, she all of that. Like she had a phone on with the tablet and the computer and, and the, the TV, TV everything happening all yeah. the same time. I was like, okay, okay, okay. Well, what's her favorite show, her favorite character, her favorite song, her favorite writer, her favorite, right. her favorite genre of music? When I tell you she didn't know nothing, she didn't know her daughter's favorite color. Wow. See, that's because like, they, de- they never talk. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Like you... And you told me before before I started asking these questions, what led me to this line of questions is I, I asked her, well, what is what do you what do you like to do with your daughter? Right. And she was like, Well, you know, this, the regular stuff. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> let me check in. What, <laughs> what's the regular stuff? Absolutely. <laughs> so anyway, but yeah. No, so. no, no. That's great. Cause I, I'm sitting here thinking, um, Monday, I'm gonna try some of that with the students. Okay. Because I, I think. You know, when they when I go down to get a, a child, they automatically say I'm in trouble and they, it, it makes it worse. But I try to explain, no, 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 we're going to sit and talk. But instead, try, we're going to play a game. Yeah, I like I like that idea. And I'm, I'm going to modify it. But I like the idea of, you know, even if just take a card. OK, you win. Tell me something. Tell me yeah. something you like. You know, that way it can help me to know that child better. Um, like I said, the one child, he likes Power Rangers. That same child one day told me to tell, um, what is it? What did he say to me? Um, and we're gonna wrap things up soon. But the child said, um, "Why did what does Darth Vader look like underneath this helmet?" So Ooh. I showed him a picture. Oh, we got into a whole deep discussion about Star Wars. I forgot what he's in trouble for. I'm like, what, what did you do in class? But but to me, that's what he needed for that moment. It yeah. wasn't it wasn't the focus on okay. He wasn't paying attention to class. I know he don't pay attention half the time. That's cool. But he needed to talk. He needed a yeah. different outlet. This yeah. child is going to be a future scientist. Now, once he gets older, we're going to redirect him, make sure he's focused in class. But he loves sci-fi. He loves anything science-based. Boom. Yeah. I'm like, okay, we're going to tap into that. But right now, we got to get him to focus. Yeah. No, that's, that's good. That's good. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I love that you're taking this and going, man, how can I apply some of this in the school? Because Truthfully, man, like the, the same intervention with the cards, mm-hmm. literally could be you could you can come up with creative things as far as you know talking about you know how do you interact with your peers. You know, I was literally talking to a mom yesterday um about interventions that I use, including things like her son plays sports. And so I talked to her about how sports 
I use metaphors about teammates, right? right? And playing the game and everybody has a role. And a lot of kids who play sports and that kind of deal, like, oh yeah, yeah, I understand the point guard mm-hmm. does this or the quarterback does this. And you know, um, and I and then and then I'll take that analogy and I'll say, well, who are the people in your life that are your point guard, or your quarterback, or your Absolutely. you know, who who's on your team, who's protecting your goal, who's the coach, who's the GM, who's the you know, who's the opponent? Like, how do you how do you know when you're in the in an actual practice versus a game? Like, how right. do you and the mom was just like I never thought about telling my son that I'm the coach or asking him what role I play, yeah. right? Versus me. It's one thing for me to say, hey, I'm the coach. You got to listen. Versus asking my child, like, hey, what role do I play in your life? Because my, your child may look at you and you go, well, you're the placeholder. Right. right? You know enough about football, you go, well, son, you try to make it seem like the placeholder is insignificant. But let me tell you, you can't cook no extra point without him. Absolutely. Don't, don't and not only that, but a lot of times the placeholder is actually back a quarterback, so you run that that trick play. Mm-hmm. So don't right. act like I'm coming to get you. Like, anyway, yeah, you know, it's, but, but like, no, it's all truthful. Yeah, when you know how to you know in, in, interact with your with your child in ways that is meaningful to them, right? And I think a lot of times we get away from what's meaningful to our children, right? And we try to impose on them what's meaningful meaningful for us. Absolutely. And so we got to learn as parents how do we get in our children's world, like. No, I don't. I don't know nothing about Minecraft and 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 Fortnite and all this. But I'll sit and I'll you know and I watch the stuff a little bit and I go, yeah, this is this this ain't Call of Duty. This is this is. Right. Right. But, See, <laughs> I, I know the character, so I can relate. Like I'll walk up and be like, "How do you know that? Don't worry about that. I you know. get into their world, <laughs> right? And, and when you can tap in again, it's the old adage. You know, yeah. nobody cares how how much you know till they know how much you care. And so when right. you can tap into a a kid's world into a child's world. Man, you could you can open up a, again a whole dialogue about Luke Skywalker and Star Wars and and, and Obi Wan turn into a whole thing, so. a whole discussion. But Maurice, look, we've been on a while, but I let me let me address the listeners real quick. You know, I wanted to have you come on because I know you know as we look at our children and we look at what some of our kids are going through and experiencing, and then we watch the news and seeing what some kids are doing, and we're going, how could that child do that? Well, sometimes it starts with us as parents figuring out our kids, learning our kids, learning how to, you know, uh, connect with them. Because I, I, I feel like we don't do enough of that. You know, we'll, we'll, if a child gets in trouble, we'll address it in that way. Or oh, I'm going to get you when we get home. And, but have you sat down and actually just talked to your child? Yeah. You know, had a conversation with them, find out what they really like. You know, beyond school, let's talk past school. You know, we know about the schoolwork and you got to do your homework and all that, but just really connect with your kids. And I think once you reestablish and rebuild that relationship with your child, I think we can curve some of the issues that we're seeing now. Not to say it's going to change overnight, not to say it's going to change tomorrow, but I said curve, like we could change it a little bit. And little by little, if you keep curving, you steer them in a different direction. Um, but yeah, man, it, this is powerful because um, this is a conversation I want us to have, you know. Um, and I thank you for being open to it because I, I know it was kind of last minute again. I was like, "Hey, Maurice, <laughs> I need to have a conversation." Because I because I sit and look at our kids, and I'm like, "Man, how, how can I help? What can I do?" You know, and I and I needed your input, and I think I got exactly what I needed. So I appreciate that, man. And, and our parents that are listening. Because we have a lot yeah. of parents in our community. They're going to get something, and they're going to pull out their deck of cards, and they're going to be playing like, ooh, I didn't know this game was going to be so fun. You know, anything. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 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 But, yeah, um, so before we wrap up, anything you want to say, any last words, and then I'll go ahead and close out. Um, No, man. I, I Again, I just I, I want to say thank you for having me. Thank you for thinking of me in this opportunity. We was like, man, I, I really, I really want to be able to, you know, kind of dialogue this out. And um, I, I'm, I'm honored that you that you reached out to me. Um, anytime you. you want to do something like this, man, just let me know. I, I'm, I'm easy to tap in and uh, make we can make it happen. I, I appreciate it, man, because I, th- I feel like we need to have more conversations like this for our community. Absolutely. Um, where we just talk and it's open dialogue and it's, it, there's no, you know, I have some talking points written down. I was like, <laughs> you know what? Put those to the side, man. I don't want to address that because I, I feel like it's just honest conversation. And we yeah. need to have more of that. Not not scripted, but just honest, open conversation. That's so it, I greatly appreciate it. Yes, sir. So, brother, you take care. 
get some rest as much as you can. I got a little bit more work to do. Then I'm going to get some rest and watch some TV. Then I'm going to sleep. (laughs) But but for our listeners, whatever you're doing around the world, we appreciate you tuning in. And we thank you for all that you do, even if we don't see it. You know, whether you're praying for us, whether you're listening, whether whatever you're doing, you know, we do appreciate it. uh, And we thank you. But take care of those babies and the babies who take care of us when we get older. So, hey, y'all take care. You've been listening to Living Life and Love. I'm your host, Mark Braxton from Raleigh, North Carolina. Y'all take care. God bless. You have been listening to Living Life and Love with your host, Mark Braxton from Raleigh, North Carolina. Fit Friends Podcasts are sponsored by my Vitiligo team.